0: So, Christopher, have you resolved in your mind the fact that you lost the championship by less than two tenths of a point?
1: Absolutely not. Um, I've lost a lot. Uh, Like, I've lost a whole lot in in sports. Um, Small story, small story. Uh, Growing up in high school, uh, grew up in Queens we had uh, a lacrosse team I played junior varsity lacrosse and we were the only lacrosse team in like the five boroughs. Um, so we played all of like the long Island schools that have been playing lacrosse forever and ever. So we would go out and we would, we would get beat like, like 27 to six things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And losing by point one five is the most demoralizing victory of my entire life. I mean, like there were so many if if Diggs didn't go nuclear, it's a different situation for everybody. But there was that breath. There was that one brief fleeting moment of like, I could do it. Maybe just a chance. And then, and then, and then, oh, the big kick in the nuts was like, I had already come to grips with it. And then they were like, But the Washington defense, actually, we're going to give them
0: another point like two days later. And I was like, Oh my God, it's possible. But now, it was the not, fact it was, that it got, it was, it was, it was taken away from you again. What you, you were down like, what, 40 points going into that Monday night game? Yep. And then Diggs went off. Yep. Which, which won a lot of people championships.
1: Uh huh.
0: And then. Yeah, and then they give the Washington football team one more point or they take a point away, whatever it is. I wait, Whatever. We wake up on Wednesday and you're the champion and Fitz is not the champion. And then we wake up on Thursday and it's flipped back. It was like ESPN just took your nuts and just stomped on them. Yeah, I played with the
1: heartstrings.
2: Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. But, but they there's... got stomped on and then they got refilled and then they got stomped on again.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing is now this year, like, I uh, just have to do just that much 0.15 better and I can be a champion. Like, that's all I have to do is be that much better. So I don't think I have to do that much to be 0.15 better and beat all you guys again. I mean, I already beat you once, right? Right.
2: It all starts with with, uh, Marcus Mariota. I mean, everybody beat... (laughs) Welcome back everybody uh, after a, a long off season no football for anybody it's the worst feeling in the world we're back the pining for podcast uh beating all expectations is backed for its second season uh, as always uh i i'm the i'm the host ben max i'm now a new new name for me uh i'm the mouth breather so
1: no longer I'm just the mouth breat-
2: I'm no longer ben max i'm just the mouth breather uh that uh that silky bass voice over there was uh, Mr. Chris Grasso, always two beers too deep over here. And uh, silent so far, but he's there, uh, is the weaned dog himself, Greg Marco.
0: I'm sorry,
2: you. Have, I can't I
0: can not not look at that broken cock sitting in front of me. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I'll be hearing it all season, I'm sure. And uh, joining us uh, all season long is our, our silent partner for now, uh, but he's there, is uh, Joe Formuso, our producer. Producer Joe, if you want to say hi, go ahead. If not, you don't have to hi all right that's 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 producer joe uh doing what he we've needs upgraded to. it used to just be us three idiots yeah reporting
0: exactly on now, now, we, now have we, have a, we have people with who has professional experience
1: he's a professional guys he's professional <laughs> this is what right? he's done for he's the only one life.
2: who's trained to do what we're doing
1: basically Guys, literally literally step one was how do we get this on spotify and he was like what Oh, dude, the easiest thing. Upload it immediately. I've been trying for like months to figure it out. I Googled it, I asked other people how to do it, you know, and here we are. Yeah, We're on so Spotify. For,
0: for everyone for all of our listeners, you don't have to listen to it in your email anymore. We are on Spotify. Last season is all on Spotify. So right. if want you to want to re listen, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're to, a friend of the podcast. That's for information that's a year old, uh, yeah, yeah, it could be
2: a, could be a chance for you to relive some of the glory days. It's timeless. I don't know what you're talking about. It, they, they, they need to know what was happening in week seven of 2020, and that's where you listen to is our podcast. Uh, that's what's what it's there for. It's history uh, or relevant. I don't know. So, Grasso, I couldn't resist about taking that jab early. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's that's all a real fun.
1: early jab, big guy.
2: We're 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 gonna we're gonna get into it in a little bit. Can we just uh, talk
1: about it off the rip? Because I let let me just sure. get upset now, and then we'll just get because you already brought it. Let's just get it out of the way.
2: All right. I mean, we'll going to talk about it again later, but uh, no. That's what I'm saying is if we talk about it now. Okay. We well, so let, let me it. let me frame let me frame skate it. Skate over it later. Let let me frame it this way. Okay. So what is everybody's feeling about if an accidental pick? or uh, a glitch happens in a draft, whether taking back that pick or in, or in any sense, pausing the draft to fix it. Because you can pause drafts now. Uh, in, in, for those who don't, aren't aware of what happened, uh, Chris Grasso drafted Marcus Mariota, the backup quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders in the 11th round, no, I think. Se- I it was the 7th round. Seven- round. It was the 8th right, round. 8th eighth round. Eighth round. So he, he may not play a snap this year and he it was clear that he didn't mean to do that so i guess the question uh, it's upsetting obviously uh, i guess the real question here is should that be a situation where a draft can be paused from a fantasy perspective f- to fix that or it's just a mistake in the, it's rolled with
0: i would say if this happened with 45 seconds left on the draft clock sure because clearly it was a mistake mistaken click that's fine but because there was one second left on the draft clock i there's I wasn't looking at Grasso's screen. He might have been looking at the Vegas Raiders roster and, you know, looking at, oh, do I draft Ruggs or do I draft who, Derek Carr or whatever? Maybe he just press the wrong button. I don't know. But, hey, it was the eighth round pick. I think Grasso's team is still very good. I don't – somehow that, that pick did not destroy his team. Um, but, I, I mean, it happens to all of us. I picked up the wrong hill on the Saints last year i didn't do my research so oh idiot
2: yeah yeah we've this is what happens when we have a real producer so grasso tell us walk us through it tell us how you feel how you felt what you do oh i mean i mean i didn't click marcus
1: mariota uh, whatever fa- there was no there was no way that i could have done that that could have there was zero chance i was even near him i literally could i clicked on the q button and then naheem himes was in my queue because that's what i clicked and it just auto drafted him <laughs> for no I, like i don't understand why there was no like I wasn't near Mariota in any sort of a way. I didn't need him. He wasn't the best available quarterback. There was like a lot of things that like are good reasons for that to have happened. And none of those happened. I wasn't looking at the <laughs> Vegas Raiders. You know, it wasn't any of those things. Like there were there's no way I could have even been near Mariota, but you know what? My steam is still fucking good. So even with a, a completely missed pick, you guys are still playing from behind.
2: Right. Well, I mean, well, we're going to get into the what we think of the draft a little bit later. But before we get to that, I think let's uh, let's talk about last season because uh, I don't think we really had a recap, uh, a real look at what happened, what what we felt about the season, the rule summit, you know, things like that. So let's uh, let's just start right now with uh, the recap of last season. Do we have a sounder for that or no? <laughs> Damn right we do. Uh, all right, so I guess we can start with the uh, the mouth breather uh, playoffs. Uh, so I g- went into the final week of last season, six and seven uh, with uh, or six and six and six with a shot to make it into the the actual playoffs because there were two other teams that had far fewer points and I couldn't pull it off. And then I went on a stunning loss streak. Against several teams, culminating against another terrible team in Keegan, and I just couldn't put it together for the season. I made terrible picks all around. Half my team was injured, so I am the uh, the twenty twenty one mouth breather. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, uh, the loser in our playoffs, what happens is not only do does the leader from last, the winner from last year, which was Fitz. Uh, choose my team name for the year. They retire my team name forever. I have to wear a shirt anytime I'm with them in public. Uh, and my phone lock screen, uh, which I can show everybody at the podcast, uh, is a picture of a serial killer. That happens to be in our uh, fantasy league.
0: It's not confirmed he's a serial killer. He
2: just looks like one in that picture. But you guys it, can see clearly; it's still my lock screen.
0: Or it looks like <laughs> it also kind of looks like Fitz is releasing a a indie record, like that looks like an EP record for like his. I was gonna say plan. it looks
1: like the new like title screen for like season four of you coming to
3: Netflix. I would like to point <laughs> That's out what it looks like. I would like to point out the quality of that photo is pretty pretty good yeah i remember good. a few years back i think the photo that what was it fitz's fitz had to put a photo on his phone from keegan and it was like terrible quality bad photoshop like we've really you know upped the ante a little bit so you can literally use any excuse and be like yeah this is the hottest new indie artist his name is you know sk which is serial killer yeah all right <laughs>
2: Yes, he is. That'll it, be there's
1: definitely a way around it. I mean, when I when I was the mouth breather, my background was like Vinny with like a light behind him, and it's actually it's actually a part of our uh, insignia, on the uh, it's uh, part Facebook of the group. the the Facebook group and on the um, on the on the Spotify. That's our that's our that's Vinny's
2: hand and the trophy. Like that's not. It looks really. I like it on Spotify. It's we, like we cut off, but that was our, my background. Definitely upped our game. I mean, what we really need, we need the the champion to be local again. Well, I also
0: was looking back at the last year. I forgot Moose was 3 and 10. Moose's and Moose team was terrible. terrible. Team. And he finished oh, Yeah, in, no. god in, awful. In 10. Like, yeah, it was it was, it was I, a very close year. There was no Yeah, you had a
2: historic man. slide, Ben. Yeah, it was it was just a perfect storm of shit. Like injuries right at the end of the season and people underperforming and matchups against people's teams who were overperforming like I ran into Dale who was a buzzsaw at the end of the season. You know, things like that. It was, uh, it's, and that's, you know, like we've been talking about, our league gets more and more competitive. And I think we were saying that on the podcast a lot last year is no matter who ends up being the mouth breather, they don't deserve to be the, like, they do deserve to be the mouth breather, but it could have been anybody. So, right. I mean, I still, like It was him, so tight. Yeah. yeah, it was tight. Uh, so yeah, so with that, uh, talk about the mouth breathing. The, the one last thing is they changed my team name. It was the broken clock corollary. It's now, uh, I don't know, one of you guys want to throw it out there.
1: Uh, the broken cock corollary. It's um, very such a simple. Example, one letter.
0: You are one pathetic loser. It's
1: crazy. <laughs> and uh, I, it's so good. As soon as Fitz said it, I was like, "That's it. That's that's so money." Because like everyone always like, "Oh, what does your team name mean?" And then you're like, explain it, and it's just you know, it was kind of you know. I don't know, it was, a little, it was a little too smart for most of us, you know. We're, We're all brainstorming,
0: dumb. going off a of max, maybe you know, minimum success or maximum failure. And and then and and it's just really came out there with, with the win, but just removing one letter. A simple letter.
2: One fucking letter makes a big difference. All right, so let's move on to the championship, because nobody cares about what was in between. So uh, oh. Let's uh, let's let's look do a quick look. It's probably the closest match in any of our games histories. I mean, there's been a few ties, I think, but when it comes to down on the line, the the last minute to lose the way you did in the roller coaster fashion that you did uh, was heart wrenching.
1: It's storybook worthy, man. You couldn't script it better than that. It came down to the last player, the last second, the last minute, the decision. For them to sit digs, J- Joey Sly, one of the most accurate kickers in the NFL, misses an extra point. At, you know, it's it's. It, there's a lot of things that culminated. I mean, I'm so I'm one looking
2: more at catch. that. I'm looking at that game right now, and yeah. the score was first of all the score was astronomical. It was yeah, it was it was 183.7 to 183.55. Like every every player except for. Uh, really, Joey Sly and Russell Cage somehow on his team. Oh, and the Colts had negative points on his team, but he had 55 points from Alvin Kamara. He had huge. Uh, 35 from Mike Evans, 33 from Brady. And it, it, but still, you had 39 from Diggs, and that 39 was the last game, and it was just what, 15 more yards would have had it, or another catch in 10 yards would have had it.
1: Just a catch. <laughs> just a catch. He could have had a catch and went back seven yards. That
2: uh, ha- that's a, that's a half point. Yeah, we have half it's, point DDR. Yeah. That's right, half point. Yeah, I'm in mean, two tenths of a point. It's just, it's two yards really. He got a rush for two yards and gotten it.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: by that fucking much. Yeah, it's heart wrenching, but it is an incredible game to watch. Like everyone was invested in like seeing what was going on. Like everyone wanted to see how it ended up. And that's why fantasy football is fun. It gets everybody involved.
0: It was a blast.
2: It was a blast. Everybody
1: was watching everybody was watching that Monday night game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know Joe was was, because it was a
2: Pills game, but I was I was in bed while like I moved the cable box into my bedroom so we could fall asleep watching the game because I was like I need to see how this how what the outcome is and we were we were like texting everybody was texting at like eleven thirty midnight and like the next day just like wait Grasso won no Fitz won no Grasso won
0: Meredith was invested in a Week sixteen Buffalo Bills Monday Night
2: game seventeen. Or no, it was 60 right sweet 60. yeah, I forgot.
0: because it was so intense because I'm freaking out. she's like, what's going on? Why do you care so much? And then I told her and it was it was just magical and that's why we played don't games worry before. it
1: won't it will never be that close again don't don't anybody worry okay Don't anybody worry it's never going to be that close
3: again. I, to I, shut I, it out this year I will say I do remember on on Twitter there was a big uproar about the the snafu with the scoring and a lot of people In leagues pretty much across the country, and this probably happens, you know, to everybody, but like, or at least a lot of leagues, but like, I don't think we were the only close scores that week. Like, I think a lot of people were riding on that last, you know, what was it? A a difference of a point, right? Yes, it was one point. So I'd really, I I really wish that ESPN would, uh, you know, try to get those stories together and make a 30 for 30. Well, especially
2: because usually the highest performing teams have a lot of similar players. You know, like they had the draft and they, they draft similarly, which is why they ended up having that that team that worked out that way. And, you know, a lot of people had that sort of Stefan Diggs in the last game, needed that extra point just to push him over. Or vice versa, they they had they were up by 30 points and Stefan Diggs came in and just demolished.
1: Right. Or they were. Yeah. And that's a that's heartbreaking on the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Stefan Diggs broke a lot of hearts but 0. 0.15 is uh I might get a tattoo of it or something I don't know it's a bad idea uh-
2: <laughs> Yeah uh, you don't need to tell us why So let's uh let's move on there let's let's put the close the book on 2020 officially and move to the uh, the first event of 2021 which was our rules summit
3: I got
2: those, I yeah. So uh, every rule, every year, theoretically, we get together and uh, t- talk about new rules in the league, what different things we want to do, uh, and there are two big ones that really happened this year. Uh, I don't know, Doge, you want to explain the, the divisions in the playoffs? Yeah, that was the that
0: was the big one because with the addition. Uh, well the first big rule change was the rule change the NFL made and adding a, an 18th week or you know each team's gonna play 17 games so that th- then expands the possibility for that fantasy season because no one wants to play fantasy football in the last week of the season because teams sit players but that second to last week still means something um so that allowed us to have be or required each team to play three teams twice instead of the traditional two so We've we've moved our divisions now to three, four team divisions based generally geographically with some fluidity for, you know, or Jimmy and Grasso who live two blocks away from each other, but they're in two different divisions. I don't know. It's just the way it worked out. Um, But now we get to play your division twice each like the real NFL. So those games are actually going to mean something, particularly because they're the first three weeks of the season. So they set the tone. Ended the last three weeks of the season. So there could be a deciding factor because of this. We've also changed our playoff structure. So now the division winners automatically get in. We're still going to have six teams in the playoffs, six teams in the mouth breather division winners automatically in. So winning, you know, if you win your weeks against your division, that's a 6-0 and start or a 6-0 um, r- record right there. And then you only have to win a few more games to have a chance to make the playoffs as the division winner, which is really cool. And then it's the next three best teams, no matter the division. So if one division's really, really good, then three of those teams can make the playoffs. If, you know, so then it eliminates the ability for one poor division to have two teams in it. So that's the real big change uh, is really,
2: really the structure of the league. Right. You know, the three divisions really work well. And I, when we, even when we had the two division, six teams per division structure, I had been pushing for a long time for us to get rid of the two, the top two players in each division get in because that created a lot of imbalance and players that we, I think, all agreed shouldn't have been in the playoffs under normal circumstances. So now this creates a lot more parity where it's if you're in the division, you win the division you're in. But if you're the best team besides that, outside of those three, then you get in, which is the, the first way to do it. And you could have four, te- you could have all four teams in a division get in if they're that good. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the best way to do it. It makes, it, it, it ensures that the best teams are playing in the playoffs and you're not a fluke team. That's skating by in the playoffs. Yeah. Just because you were second in your division, you know? Yeah. So I mean, it makes I it,
0: we went, yeah. I think it we makes the competition. We went back and we looked. It looked like, you know, this team, there was only, I think there was only like two or three teams that would have made the playoffs if we had just eliminated division, the top two in each division. So it wasn't a lot of teams throughout the history of the league. I think it might have been two that got screwed because they were in a, the better division and they were the fifth best team in the division and uh, they were better than the second place team. So it shouldn't change anything dramatically, but hopefully this will eliminate the fact that Echo gets in the playoffs as the worst seven and six team somehow. Almost um, every year. that's wow. literally that's literally what everyone's fingers are crossed is that
1: we haven't we haven't even there hasn't been one football game
0: yet and we're always we're already like i hope eckel doesn't make the playoffs there's two things i want in every fantasy season not to be the mouth breather. okay and number
2: two is eckel doesn't win
0: those are my two
1: oh. big goals
2: in every fantasy okay. season. well now you have a much bigger role in that because of our new divisions exactly
1: right you got to beat them twice a year now
0: I, I I do I, I have I have I have a real direct chance to really affect his playoff standing.
1: Now, do so, you think that we'll ever toss up the divisions and change them up a little bit if we get like tired of playing the same people?
2: I like the divisions the way they are. Honestly, I like the. I like There's.
1: Like I'm. Not, I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to play the. I'm. I'm. Don't want to argue because I like them.
0: Well, it's also we're we've all become much better at fantasy football, so it's right, the, and we all care. Like we all are, we, and it's, and it's one of those. Joe was three and 10 last year, but he was in that week 13, he was trying to not lose. He made
1: 437 (laughs) transactions
0: last year. He made
1: more transactions than, than I don't know, I don't even know what to compare it to
0: than anyone in the world. So I I think, you know, and there's going to be like Grosso and Spencer have been two of the historically the worst teams. I've been one of the worst teams, but. There's was the ones. mouth
2: breather last year.
0: Like, and you and you're yeah, a former we're, champion. Yeah, we're pretty bad, right? There's, they're very bare. There's a lot of parity in, in the league, so I don't think the divisions are going to be like skewed one way. And you know, like where the NFC West and the AFC West are the two best divisions in football by a great distance.
2: And but even that's, even that's cyclical. You know, like that yeah, stuff that true. never stays that way forever. So out a long enough timeline, you know, I think when one division will be good enough, then the other one. But I, I mean, wondering. I like the I like the way it is now. And I mean, yeah. so anyways, what, what's up, Greg? I, I was
0: because it's geographic. I can dr- every time I drive by Joe's apartment, I'm just gonna yell "fuck you" out the window and hopefully. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> that was towards Grosso because he's in my division. Fuck oh.
0: <laughs>
1: All right then. Uh, yeah, dude, I like the division. I think it's going to be a really good time. You know what I'm really super excited about even more than that? I'm sorry to change the subject. Is the payouts, uh, a different payout say, yeah. structure. I know that's the next thing, but I, I, we all agree about the – I think everybody's really in agreement about the divisions in the playoff. I don't think there was one person that sounded off against it when we voted. The Pretty
0: sure it was unanimous. The payment structure is really, really unique. Oh, we eat every day.
2: <sighs>
3: You missed that by like ten seconds. <laughs> I know. I had to I had to cue it up, guys. First week jitters. All right, you're pulling me in from my you day know, job.
0: <laughs> you know, this is for interview. This is your job interview, Joe. We have we have a line of candidates. I got resumes in the back.
1: I got stacks.
2: This is going on our review sheet.
1: This is your working uh, interview. You're anyway, just, it's, it's, uh, it's a probation. Yes. This is a probationary period.
3: Listen, listen. You, <laughs> you guys are lucky. I'm not doing this one every thirty seconds. I'm oh, Batman, so. That's oh, <laughs> true. That's true. How uh, did it
2: even
1: make it on the soundboard? When are you ever? Because it's
2: because it's Joe making the soundboard. Of course, it's going to be on there. Obviously, For those uh, of you who don't know, Joe is obsessed with Batman. Uh, so yes, let's talk about this payout some more.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. So we've increased it to $100, which a hundred bucks, which we've doubled
1: it. Fun. That's it. That's a good amount of cheese that's okay. here. That's a good amount of cheddar. Yeah.
0: yeah so we have increased the, the total. Oh, the bills. Yeah, oh, bills. So, I mean, but like money bills.
1: I Yeah. Money bills. See. Like yes, money bills. bills. You... Yeah. But yeah. but yeah. So I we've been,
2: not only have we increased it to a hundred dollars. But uh, each week, everybody has a chance to win money. If you put together the best team that week, you get twenty bucks. You know, if you manage to do that, manage to do that five times in the season, you've won your money back. So, yeah. I mean, there's lots of different ways to win money this season.
0: Not yeah. Just- so, so for the for the nitty gritty details, it's if you win, if you're the overall high scorer of the week, you win twenty bucks because whatever the math worked out. To, for the the champion and runner-up runner-up payments and the third place payments, there was some leftover cash, so we split it up between the fourteen weeks. And if you win the week overall, if you're the best team in the league, you get twenty bucks in your pocket. Go out for lunch that week, and then you can bring it. And then uh, you know, so yeah, so you need to you need to win five weeks, which is a lot. I don't think right. anyone won more than two or three last year.
2: Uh, I don't know. I think I might have won a bunch. But that's also like if you build like an amazing team you're going to clean up that year because you're going to be in the playoffs and uh we we may have lost doge for the time being he kind of looks like uh the way he was on D the other night on my screen
1: a little frozen
2: yeah a little frozen. a little frozen uh but yeah i like i like the payouts a lot and it gives everybody a chance and I think even when your team is terrible for the season and, you know, you have a bad team, you can still try and win each week because, you know, you can get a little bit of money.
1: Right. And the odds are that if you try to put together a good team, you might be score the most. one. Everybody has a bad week, you know, so there's a chance that you get, uh, you know, potentially win money every week. And that's something to like, grasp onto, even if you're the mouth breather.
2: Yes which I will be all season. By the way, I just want to make a side po- point about the mouth breather. Uh, I haven't talked to Spencer about it, uh, but somehow whatever shirt they picked for the mouth breather, the most uh, scratchiest, uncomfortable material possible, which is kind of perfect for a mouth breather shirt, but it literally is...
1: It, it's 100% it, it, wool. It, it,
2: it's, like, it's, it's like half count for a cotton mixed with wool. So just the little scratchy parts are on the inside. And yeah... Yeah, exactly. I'm getting, I'm getting what I deserve there. Yeah, so not a fan of that shirt. So the other, the other big thing we did at the uh, Rural Summit was everybody picking their own team. So the way we used to do it, was the top two team, the top two finishers the year before the first place person would pick their draft position. And then the second place person would pick their draft position this year. We switched it up. We still kept that, but then the next person would choose uh, a name uh, or a team name out of a hat or off of the ground flipped over in this case. And then that person would pick their draft pick and then it would keep going through the whole team until everybody got to pick their spot. And I personally love that because it keeps everybody invested and you still have some say and agency over what you where you go because it used to be once the first person was picked, it's the highest draft slot, which isn't always the best strategy. What do you guys think?
0: It added some drama to the to the draft or to, to the, the rule summit when it came to, you know, whatever. It was – for those of us in the building and even those who were, were with us virtually, it really – Got intense there for a while while we were like, who's going to get picked next? Who's going to have to pick their draft spot next? Blah, blah, blah. And obviously, I got picked last, two out of the three, last three years. I have been the last name drawn. So that previous time, I was picked 12, which I like because I got the turn. And I got to pick two picks. This time, I was stuck with the draft spot that was left, which was sixth. So I was able to do my strategy off of that instead of some random spot that got given to me.
1: Yeah, I think it was um I mean the same chance, you know. It's it was all chance. And then where everybody picked the people have their own vibe for like where they want to draft. Like people pick drafts sp- spots because they want to be closer to the turn. Like Deej went 12th and Dale went 7th because Dale wanted thought that that's where the running backs dropped off. Like that was it. so everybody has their own reasoning for where they want to go, but it does give you that that little bit of control and like, this is, I, I think I'll have in my own mindset, uh, an advantage at this draft spot. Like that's why I went fourth because I like the top four running backs. I thought any of them would be good. And I want fourth because it's closer on the turn around the end. Yeah. But like, should I have went 12th? Cause 12th is a great spot. 11th is like there's, there's pros and cons to every single spot,
2: you know? I agree. And, you know, it'll shake down. I mean, we've, tried, we've all tried to do our own analysis, which leads to our next topic because we're going to be going uh, team by team and taking a look and giving some thoughts on what we think on the draft. Uh, so let's move on to our draft analysis. Uh, it moved, you know, at a pretty decent clip this year. I have to say that everybody was really in and making all their picks, even Keegan, who was skydiving out of a plane at the time. Uh, managed to make his picks. What was
1: uh, he really skydiving, or we're just saying that because we think that's dope?
0: My assumption is that if Keegan is not in an office working, he is either in a plane to fly it or to jump out of it. That's right. that's literally what I, I'm thinking because Ke- that's what that's all I see, Keegan. <laughs> that's all, maybe he was trout fishing. What about it's salmon so cool. fishing? Can you salmon fish in
2: Colorado? I don't know. Yeah, uh, trout, trout, salmon, uh, trout. Yeah, trout. So yeah, so um, so we're gonna move into the draft recap here. I don't know if we have a, a sound for that yet. We're again, we're still, we're still a work in progress. It's week one.
0: The anthem of the football team. The Name redacted. They're positive <laughs> players. On
2: the all right, so that is our draft recap. <laughs> that's so th- for now. That's all I got. <laughs> but it's wonderful. Pretty good. That's that's right <laughs> on the
1: money there, Joe. That's good. Football!
2: <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to, I think we're going to do this from the first spot down to 12. So we're going to start with uh, Spencer. Now, Spencer last year uh, finished in ninth place with a six and seven record. His, uh, his team was pretty good. He drafted a pretty good team uh we we gave him a b last year but he had a lot of of good players going for him and just so you guys know i plugged in uh everybody's draft into football guys and into fantasy pros so i have scores for each of them and for some reason uh both of these love spencer's team the papa Squats this year football guys gave his team an a plus and Fantasy Pros gave his team a one hundred, uh, and you look at it, and his team's pretty good. I mean, he obviously has Christian mcafee and that's really good. Uh, and I think his starting wide receivers are great. And I still cannot believe that Russell Wilson fell to him as the eighth quarterback taken off the board. I thought he Russell Wilson was at least the fifth best, but he was taken all the way down at eight. Uh, but beyond that, you know. Uh, I don't think Chase Edmonds is a good running back, too. I think he's going to be fighting for carries with James Conner all season. Jerry Judy is one of those sophomore wide receivers that really has to make a big jump. We're going to be talking about those guys a lot because there's a lot of them that need to make a jump this year to be really fantasy relevant. Uh, But beyond that, his bench, like a lot of benches in this league are pretty thin. I don't like Juju this year. I don't like Devin Singletary. I don't like Fournette or Naheem Hines, so his starters are great, but if, if there's an injury there or one of them don't pan out, then it's going to be Trouble City. I disagree
0: very strongly with you, Benjamin. I think he probably drafted the best team of the year. Okay. I I, I gave him an A, uh, an A-A kind of on that border. I think he, he has Russell Wilson Feldwim. He has the best fantasy football player in the world. He has AJ Brown, who is a huge receiver with a offense that's going to move the ball. He has Adam Thielen, who, yes, is probably going to degre- you know, his touchdowns are going to regress and he's not going to have as many. He has he got Waller. Jerry Judy. Yeah, Waller's and, great. The sophomore receivers, that's when they break out. It's not their rookie year, it's their second year. I think Fournette's gonna have a big role in the offense. I think you're really down on Juju for some reason. I disagree. I think he's going to be the number two receiver. I think Deontay Johnson's going to fall there. Um because he's going to be Droposaurus Rex again. Hines is a great pick, I think, if for especially for half PPR to fill in if, Chase Edmonds if he doesn't like Chase Edmonds that week. Chase Edmonds also is going to get a lot of touches. I think he is – Spencer is the best team, has drafted the best team out of all of us, and I don't know how he did it. He started drafting – he had not done any research before he showed up, and he showed up about 20 minutes before draft. He said he did five minutes of draft research while he was pooping.
1: Isn't that always how it is, though? I mean, it's all chance, really. I mean, the fact that Wilson fell to him is huge because the I took, I don't know, I took Stafford. We, we can talk about it later, but I just love Matt Stafford, and but I should have taken Russell Wilson, um, but I just love Matt Stafford. So that was like a, just, I made a mistake there um, and gave him a lot more ammunition that he didn't need. Um, but, I mean, his whole team is pretty great. I do see some holes on his bench. Um, but I do see some bright spots too. I think Austin Hooper can sit in that flex all day long. I think he's definitely a viable option because everybody else on that team is just bloated. Um, and they think they're, they're they're great in practice and they make great Instagram posts when they're in practice, but when they're on the field, Austin Hooper, is a manly man. I don't know. I think he's good. I think Austin Hoover's going to have a great season. I also think Jerry Judy's the sophomore guy, um, and we're going to be talking about him for the rest of the season because I think he is a big after the play kind of guy, and he's going to rack up a lot of yards after the catch this year because he's got an. I, I mean, who's throwing the ball this year? He's got uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Hey. He's got a safe, accurate quarterback that will not throw him into shit. So we'll see what happens. I like Spencer's team. He gets like an A. Okay.
3: All right.
2: So we'll move on to Jimmy's team now, the show me a TDs. And uh, Jimmy's team, again, last year, he finished third place. Uh, and he drafted he a set with a nine and four record. He was one of the better teams in the whole league last year. Uh, and uh, we gave him a B plus for his draft. He did a great job, but same thing with football guys. They gave him an A minus uh, football pros gave him a 96. So his, they, they liked his team really well. And when you look at Jimmy's team, it's easy to understand why I'm pretty high on Dalvin cook. Uh, I'm higher than most people on David Montgomery. I think he's going to be great. Uh, and I think he's going to be the main back there. He's going to get a lot of touches in in that offense. And he catches the ball. I think his wide receiver tandem is great. Terry McLaurin is going to be a top five wide receiver this year. Uh, you can mark my words. Tyler Lockett, he's always going to be in a fight with uh, with Metcalf, but I think Lockett's still going to have at least a top 20 productive season for the, uh, for the Seahawks. Higby's a reach a little bit. I mean, not really a reach, but I, I see him as like, you're hoping that he's going to recapture what he had in his rookie year. Uh, I don't like his flex or his bench players at all. I think Odell Beckham has been a huge bust his whole career. Um, I do like Jalen Hurts a bit, uh, and I do like Tom Brady, but that's uh, that's about it. I think his team was pretty good. His bench is a little thin, though.
0: I gave Jimmy an A-. I, ben, I don't know what you're smoking, but it's not what I'm smoking. I eat weed every day. Perfect timing, Joe. I think... That Miami, Miami offense, when Wolf Fowler comes off of his suspension, he's going to have a huge role in that offense. Raheem Mostert is a big play machine. He is the fastest man on earth. And I, he can break an 80-yard touchdown run at any moment if he gets past the first level. I think he has – Jimmy has a high upside team. Yes, or is he, is he going to have some down weeks? But then he has Tom Brady and Dalvin Cook and Terry McLaurin who are high, high floor guys. So – Yes, he has a lot of, you know, high ceiling, low floor. But there is still players in his roster that are extremely high floor who could have a big game. So I think Jimmy's is again in the top top
2: third of the uh, you know top quarter of the league. I just want to say real quick, I think Mostert, Although he'll he'll start the season as the number one, uh, Trey Sermon is going to be siphoning from him early is, and often.
0: Is, are we are we judging are we judging the team in week seven or in
2: week one? I mean I'm just well, I'm just judging the draft and if you think you got to think about it if not just for, we're not talking about just the week we're talking about the whole season here cuz you're drafting yeah. the team.
0: If you look at your team that you drafted every single year less than half of those players are on your roster at the end of the year. So okay, I, but, I was thinking right. the draft the draft affects weeks 1 through 3. After that your teams are totally different.
2: All right, Grasso, what do you
1: think? I wouldn't say totally. What, whatever. That's a whole different conversation. Let's talk about Jimmy's team. Um, Jimmy's team has four players that will give him uh, eighty points a week, and then everybody else will fill in, and we'll see what happens. Kind of a deal. Um, I'm very with Greg on this, like very boom bust. Um, but he has some safe picks. Like Dalvin Cook will get him twenty to sixty points a week. I don't know why. What, what. He got so he got so many points last year. It was insane. Um, and Tom Brady will always do the same thing also. Um and we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of Will Fuller in Miami is always is a question mark. Um I know he's a good football player, but he's hard it's hard to keep him on the field, you know, when he does the things that he does. Um Was I agree he suspended with, for again. I don't know. This time there's been a lot of shit. It's, it's been more than one thing. It's been one thing like after another. So it's nice. So he's suspended and also his foot's messed up or something. So it's like not also that. Okay. But I mean, we'll see what happens in Miami. That's a huge thing too. Is like will Tua be fantastic? Will Tua be not so great? But it's I mean, awesome. I'll give I'll give Jimmy an A. I mean, I just give
2: A's. I don't give A plus or A minus. I'm just going to give like A's. Is everybody's going to get an A. You're your, your Maybe. Brother, new teaching school.
1: No, fuck that. Everybody gets it A. No, 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 no. But genuinely, <laughs> every there's a lot of very, very good. Yeah, teams. All,
2: the teams are all very close this year.
1: Yeah, super close.
2: Especially with it, because we're going top down, so we're getting the top of the draft order. All right, right. Uh so we're uh we're moving on to Fitz's team. Uh so as we all know when we talked about Fitz was our champion, two years running now. Uh and he chose to draft in the third spot, so he knew who he wanted. He won, well, I mean he wanted either Cook or Kamara, and Kamara was the one that fell to him. Draft, uh, the football guys draft gave him a B plus. Football pro fantasy pros gave him eighty nine. And you know, I look at his team and uh, I notice a few things. First of all, uh, he has a running back problem because he has Camara, uh, but I've never been big on Miles Sanders. And beyond Miles Sanders, he has James White. Latavius Murray, who was just cut, uh, and uh, Tony Jones and Boston Scott. So basically, the backups for his two main guys and they are James White. That is like paper thin. Uh, and the other thing I've noticed is that he has – I mean, his wide receivers, I think, are good. I've never been a fan of the getting the quarterback and – the wide receiver combo because you have to have either both of you either they're both on or they're both off you don't have a week where like the wide receiver does well but the quarterback doesn't unless he like throws six picks but i've never been a fan of that model so i don't think that's gonna work out for him that well uh and again you know i don't see Jonu smith being the type of tight end that gets all the all the uh catch it, the receptions and the touchdowns that like new england uh tight ends of you used to do i don't know if he's going to be able to put up that kind of production i see him as a middle road tight end uh so i you know if it's his team is is good i don't think it's great i mean his wide receivers the depth there is amazing i like Corey davis and Jalen waddle a lot but besides that uh his running backs give me pause
0: yeah i give him a, a, a solid b edging on b plus i i think he Again, like like you said, Ben if we finally agree. Uh, I, I okay. think I think his running backs are his two top two top two running backs could be top two running backs, but there's nothing there's no one there. And again, that's kind of everyone in the league has that, but you know, he he really is banking that he has the true handcuff for those guys if they go down, which in a lot of situations. You, you probably could count them on one hand on how many people are true handcuffs. You know, Tony Pollard is definitely Zeke's handcuff and, you know, um, Matt, uh, what, uh, Alexander Madison is definitely Dalvin Cook's handcuff, but there's not many true handcuffs uh, for those number one guys. So um, I think his receivers, like you said, are great. I, I like the quarterback receiver combo, particularly when, I mean, I wouldn't want to do Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs, that's not a combo, but a uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, or a uh, or Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers. I think those can really work because those are going to be good offenses.
2: And and so, have both of those combos
0: in this league. Yeah, so I think there's going to be some good offenses. Yeah, yeah it works if there's a good offense. It, you know, if this team's going to score no more than 21 points a week, it's not really worth it.
1: Um, I mean, looking up and down at Fitz's team. There's a lot of really bright spots, but then there's also a lot of spots that make me nervous, like his tight end position. And he has wide receiver depth, but there are a lot of boom busts. Is Julio going to be healthy at all um, he, ever again? Uh, Corey Davis has a rookie throwing him the football. Uh, Jalen Waddell is a rookie himself. There's a lot of upside, potentially, but I'm, I'm going to give Fitz a B. Um, I really do love Kyler Murray, and I really do love Hop, but I don't love them together um, because Kyler Murray is not as fluid of a quarterback as he will probably be in the next three years. He's still working on things, you know. Um, But Alvin Kamara is probably going to get 40 points a week because they're just going to dump him the ball eight to 15 times a game, at least. And one of those is going to be for a touchdown of 30 yards or more. So he could ride Camaro all the way to the championship is what I'm saying.
2: All right. We'll we'll see. So now uh, we're moving down the list. We're moving to our first uh, podcasters uh, team. We're looking at the two beers too deep. uh, If you all don't remember, that is Christopher Grasso's team. So Doge and I will provide some analysis and then Grasso can tell us how wrong we are. So, uh, so it, it, Grasso's team last year was great. Uh, I, I, he trolled everybody throughout the whole draft process of last year, uh, pretending Surprise, not to be login. Yes, exactly. And he took, I, if I recall, you took Cook. You took Aaron Rodgers when everybody thought he was done. And he won the MVP. Um, you're obviously a big Mark Andrews fan because he took him again. And mm-hmm. your team this year, uh, there's quite a few good things about it. I mean, Derek Henry's great. I'm a big ha- fan of his. Uh, I picked Taylor on my team thinking that he's a mini version of him and will become that, but we can talk about them when we get to my team. I think Keenan Allen is still going to be great. He's ageless. He's got a young quarterback who's uh, who needs a one like him. So I think he's going to end up being good. Mike Evans potentially can be great as well uh you know obviously there's chris godwin there and i think antonio brown's going to make a decent jump with regular playing time again this year so he may lose some of his value that he's had in previous seasons but he's still it's a great one-two punch there and andrews is great um you know beyond that uh i'm not the biggest fan of stafford everybody thinks he's going to be great with in a sean mcveigh offense with all these receiving options but uh, i just i need to see he could be but he's been every year. He's been a middle of the road, like 15th to 16th ranked quarterback. So I'd like to see that type of jump up at some point. Uh, and then your your bench spots uh, are okay, I guess. Uh, not. I, not a, go ahead.
0: I love Stafford this year. I, I agree with Grosso. I think Matt. Staff, the one the one year Matt Stafford had a top ten off or a top ten defense to play with, along with his offense, they went 11 and five he has one of the best defenses with him. He has some of the best skill position players in the league to play with. I think he's going to have a great year. I think Ross team, again, a minus for that PFA East. I think the East is probably the strongest division based on the draft. Uh, I love Debo Samuel. I love Michael Gallup. I think Devontae Parker could have again, that Miami offense, if it works could be good because it's a PPR dream. Um, you know, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. You know, even if he rushes for 1,800 yards instead of 2,000 yards, he's going to have a good year. Um, so I, I really like Rosso's team.
2: Uh, would you have taken uh, Stafford over Russell Wilson?
0: No, because I, I I think I think the rushing with Wilson, even though he's not a even though he's not a running quarterback like a Lamar or a Kyler Murray, he will get you three or four hundred yards a year. Um, so I think that is the one negative of Stafford, but McVeigh probably is going to have him throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game.
2: All right. No, Grasso, 60 seconds, your rebuttal.
1: Um, I need a stopwatch because I'll definitely just ramble on. I need someone to see you. that. There's no... Okay, give me like a 10 second after. Okay, go. Um, So I enjoy my team. I think there's good depth. I think there is good boom potential. I think um, the bench might have... might. There's, there, anybody on the bench could be in the flex, um, which I like. Um, I like this, this rookie, Amun Ra, St. Brown, great name. Um, but Matt Stafford was a bad pick. Um, I love him, and that's why I picked him. I have a lot of hope for him, but I, I can say, knowing – I should have probably picked Russell Wilson. But you know what? Who's to say that Russell Wilson doesn't try to make his way out of a pocket in the first week and get clobbered?
2: All right, that's sixty. So we'll, that was we'll, good. We'll, we'll take that for you. Uh, all right, great. So, Grasso's draft. Like, and, and if you're noticing, none of us really had a bad draft. I think this is one of the safe, the safest soundest. Everybody did their research, except for uh, Spencer, who doesn't listen to the podcast, and I'm going to mention that every week. He doesn't listen to this, so he won't even notice that we're we're talking about him. But he's. Uh, he is drafting while pooping or researching while pooping. He's the
3: only one who do that type of research. But even his draft was great. So I mean, let's move r- on. Real quick, didn't someone else in the league have to call him out because he left, you know, something about, like, he was starting Anthony Fersker even though who was healthy or something like that, and, like, someone said something because I called him out on the podcast. Like
2: He was – I mean, he AFK'd it quite a bit. Yeah.
3: Uh, oh, last he season
2: left. he
1: left yeah. – He left his defense in versus, like, the top two offenses in the NFL back-to-back weeks. Yes. It was Pokemon
2: going or something. Pokemon gone. Tell you what. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to Vinny's team. Uh, So Vinny, who finished fifth last year and also drafted fifth, that's actually a theme that happened a few times with with, uh, players this year. Uh, Now, he had a decent draft last year, but things didn't go his way. James Conner didn't pan out in Pittsburgh because their offensive line was awful. Uh, Football guys uh, gave him a B for his draft, and Fantasy Pros gave him a 91. You know, first first impression Vinny gave with his team was that he hated the draft and his team you know at first blush looks pretty good i mean he's got zeke who should have a rebound season he was the when dak was healthy for the three weeks last year he was the number three running back in all football so having that balance on offensive line even if zach martin doesn't start in the first week we'll probably have zeke being uh, back on top again his uh, his wide receiver combo uh, bobby trees and calvin ridley should be great i think lavishka chanel is a great flex uh but I don't I don't think Kareem Hunt is start like is RB2 worthy in this league. I mean, he's he could be a flex, but I don't think he's going to get that same type of carry volume. I think the same thing with Kenyon Drake that's on his bench, uh, who who I think even even worse of a timeshare with Josh Jacobs. Uh, and then I don't you know, everybody says Robert Tony could be good at some point, but I, I don't know with all of the other options in Green Bay if he's going to have it there. And, you know, Josh Allen's a great quarterback, but uh, I think our producer mentioned it, that the, when you draft somebody that high, there's an effect somewhere else in the draft and he really felt it in the running backs. So, I mean, it's, you know, his team is okay, but he's definitely got some running back depth issues. That was the one
0: thing that Vinny kept saying at the draft was that he kind of regretted the Allen pick because it affected his, his running back depth. Cause in that, what do you take him the third or fourth round? I think.
2: Yeah. I think it was the fourth round
0: fourth round there were some of those you know better than hunt but not as good as the you know kind of of like a mike davis was probably around available around then um i I think his team is is his receivers i think are incredible um the ridley woods combo in the starting slot chenault i think jacoby myers could have a huge year at the end of the last year jacoby myers on the patriots had a 20 percent 25 percent target share um who else is there um you know, more.
2: Now that I'm looking at the draft, uh sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. it looks like Vinny had uh he, so he drafted Josh Allen and the only running backs that were taken before his next pick, which was Kareem Hunt was Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert.
0: See, uh, but like, Mo, I think, I think, I think Raheem is going to, a good running back too. He will get you good games and he'll get you bad games, but that's kind of what you want for a running back too. You want him to have the, the boom potential. So, I mean, maybe again, I was thinking about taking Allen in round four too. So, but he took he sniped him before or what whatever I was gonna take in round five, whatever it was gonna be. I think Vinicini, I was gonna say because
2: he drafted after you there. He knew
0: <laughs> that's what it was. I yeah. was gonna go quarterback next round if Murray was available and he wasn't. Right. Um, but I, I think if Allen has as close as he does, he could have a good team. But we all know, I mean, Lamar Jackson, second round last year, and what happened to Dale? and 8 to start. Yeah, it, took, it
2: took him a long time. I mean, granted, he had some injuries, but yeah.
0: So I, I think it seems good, but not great.
1: Uh, I look at Vinny's team, and it's one of those things where Zeke, his running backs for me, are the issue. Um, Kareem Hunt was really, really good, if you remember. And he had some flashes last year, but he's in a backfield with Nick Chubb. And it's hard to get a lot of looks when you're back there with Nick Chubb. And Zeke was just sad last season. That's why he wasn't good. You know, I mean, they, they had the same line, right? And like, so maybe they put a couple more people in the box, but like, they still have really good receivers. I mean, Zeke should have been better last year, right? He, he's supposed to be a very good running back. He should be able to run out of a bad situation. But he was just like sad, and he couldn't couldn't play well. So like, is Zeke just gonna get sad again this year? I don't know. But Josh Allen, I think, is an amazing pick. He's only gonna get better. Um, the Bills are poised for a lot of, just a lot of big numbers this year. I feel the connection between him and Diggs is only gonna get better. Beasley is so. gonna be there also. Um, so we'll see. But I, I think it's a little thin on the on the back end also. Um, and also kind of thin at tight end.
3: Can I make so, a point as a resident Josh Allen uh, truther here? Sure. No. Oh, God. Uh, if everybody doesn't know, he's a, he's a uh, Bills uh, fan. I did many mocks. Uh, I think I did upwards of 50, 55 maybe. Um, early on, I took Josh Allen at the same, you know, in the same similar round that Vinny took him. And I, the current state of Vinny's team is the reason why I do not have Josh Allen currently. Just saying. I love well, Josh Vinny, Allen. Did you hear that? I love Josh that? Allen. I think he's. I think he's a potential MVP. This Should year, have right? done
1: fifty drafts, Vincent. Ho- Should I have done so, fifty practice but, uh, drafts.
3: I, I just don't think it's. Uh, I just don't think it was worth it.
2: I'm I'm sure the one thing Vinny will say is I would I drafted a team just before that, so I was thinking about the other team where he drafted Mahomes and Allen for a second round in a two oh, quarterback a two, league. two quarterback uh, league. two two quarterback league. Sure, uh, but it's you know so I'm right, sure that was in his head. Okay, so let's move, let's on, move on, to, on to the
0: best team in the league.
2: Okay, so let's talk about the Wieners Mean Dogs. Uh, again, we'll give you a one minute rebuttal after we talk about it. So, Doge finished five and eight last year, uh, with an eighth place finish because he won in the mouth breather playoffs the second game uh we gave him a b for draft grade last year uh football guys gave him a b and his fantasy pro score was an eighty, uh which was kind of on the low end so it kind of went all over the place i don't know how these teams i don't know how these algorithms work but they're suspect but it's more info but so let's let's talk about his team so i actually think it was a, a really good draft uh i do like i like Eckler a lot I certainly would have picked him if he was there. Uh, He was the only player ahead of the player that I picked. Uh, Chris Carson, I always feel like, is criminally underrated. Uh, He's always a great second running back because he always gets touches and he can catch the ball. Uh, I know you've always been a fan of Cooper Cup, and you, you think that he'd be great uh, in, in the Stafford-led le, offense. Love Kyle Pitts too. I wanted to get him. If if Kittle didn't head fall to me, my my goal was to get Pitts. Uh, so I like that. And you know your your bench has some depth. Uh, you know nobody knows with the Jets' running back situation. It could be Devin Coleman. It could be Michael Carter. James Connor is definitely going to get his share of touches with Kenyon. Dr- James and Chase Edmonds, uh, and uh, I, I'm purposely leaving out the second-year wide receivers. Uh, Ceedee Lamb is probably going to be the wide receiver one in Dallas. Amari uh, Cooper is still there, but you know you still and you don't know with Dak Prescott how it's going to shake out with with his arm strength and their team schemes. But I think Lamb and Chase Claypool are both poised to make huge second-year jumps. Uh, and Justin Herbert's great too. Uh, again, I'll and har- I'll harp on a different a similar topic but a different version of it with talking about having combos this time you're really banking on all of the chargers offense because you've got their quarterback and their running back uh if the chargers have a bad game or they're facing a really stingy defense that's going to be a huge detriment to to your team's overall line but otherwise i think i think the the majority of the team is great uh grasso what's say you Here I say,
1: um, I think that Claypool and CeeDee Lamb are not dangerous picks, but they're they're a gamble. They are very athletically gifted, but they're still young guys playing in the National Football League. And then that also kind of segues me to Kyle Pitts. He's a rookie. He's an athletic specimen, and they just lost Julio. He's probably going to be their wide receiver two-ish, but he's in the NFL now with the big boys. And we're going to really see how he can play. He's a freak and he's probably going to be fantastic. There's a 95% chance he's going to be amazing, but there's still that question mark. I'm with you also, Ben, on the Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert unity. I don't, if an offense fails on every phase, which sometimes they do, and the Chargers have in the past. Um, but I do love Eckler. I think he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be a big part of their offense. And Justin Herbert looked absolutely fantastic last year, and I think he's only gotten better. This kid is all about football, and he's going to crush it this year. I can absolutely guarantee that.
0: I couldn't believe he fell to me. I think he was quarterback eleven off the board. I think it was just me and Eckler who didn't have quarterbacks, uh, so I couldn't
2: believe. Oh, well, I, no, I picked him after you because I picked Tannehill after you.
0: Okay, so he was quarterback, but he still he was a he was. Ten. A double, the ten, 10 yeah so which is which is nuts to me i i am banking on the the little drop off to eckler but he get, said in an interview that he's basically alvin kamara in this offense
2: that he, he, offers, he's going to be that he's going to be make get a lot of I points think, as long as he stays healthy again
0: statistically wide receivers break out in year two i picked two of the most high profile high upside year two receivers in, in claypool and cd Lamb and, and CD Lamb was the one pick I regretted the next morning because uh, Justin Jefferson was still available somehow. I, to me I thought you were
2: going to take him. I thought he was there
0: for you. I don't – I like the – the Dallas offense made my balls tingle. You know, it, where the, the Vikings offense made me sad just because – Kirk, Kirk Cousins doesn't get your, your ruffles in a bunch? No, he doesn't. And there's something – I mean, again, CD Lamb is a better name than Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson sounds like an accountant. So I don't know. Maybe they both, have, would...
1: they both have they both have the same kind of swagger, but I think that Jefferson is a little more serious about football and CD Lamb wants to be a star. Sure. Yeah. CD I mean... Lamb might be more naturally physically gifted than Justin Jefferson, but Justin Jefferson is putting in the time where CD is not.
0: Well, he's got that
2: he's that sort of chip on the shoulder
1: I player. You, I don't
0: know if you
2: watch Hard
1: Knocks. Absolutely. I
0: don't know if you watch Hard Knocks, but CD Lamb looks incredible. Um,
1: they always make people look incredible on Hard Knocks.
0: This is true. My running backs are thin. James Connor and, and Tevin Coleman, they could have larger roles and, and than that, but I basically picked my top two running backs and then slammed receivers and tight end and, and quarterback. So um, my favorite pick of the draft, though, is Trey Lance
2: he probably will start later he's, in the year. Good. I mean, I'd, so I'm surprised too, that you did that because last year you waited and waited and waited for a quarterback and you ended up getting Justin Herbert off of waivers. So like, so, I mean, you, you would definitely want to get him again. Cause I had
1: he, to like, drop Herbert.
2: Out. Yep. So, so but the what only
1: I, reason Herbert was on waivers is because I had to drop him to fill was, the rest of my team out.
0: It was one of those that I went into the draft saying, I usually went on tight end. And I usually went on quarterback because there's more value in running back and receiver. But it always sucks when you play a team that has Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller or Kyler Murray. So I did want to draft a quarterback early, and that's why I think I picked Herbert like in the seventh round. And I couldn't believe how many quarterbacks had gone already. Yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts, I picked early because kind of he was at that 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 he's that kind of that second tier tight end and. Because I think he's going to have that Julio role. So we're talking too much about my team. Let's keep moving forward. This is not yes. good. that I'm just excited
2: about Yeah, it. I only had
1: yeah. fucking 60 seconds and you gave me the I, whole I, next
0: copy. We're sitting here having a
1: whole
2: board discussion
1: about Wiener's I, team. I, I lost track of time because I was
2: trying to get ready for our next segments. But, oh, okay. For our wait, 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 <laughs> Also,
1: just, just one brief thing. Is Henry Ruggs the third a second-year receiver also?
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, we'll right. see. One of them's
1: got a pop, right?
2: So, okay. So we're moving on to the weak side werewolves uh, who finished seventh <laughs> last year. And he's one of the other guys he's drafting seventh this year. Uh, last year was, he had the worst draft in our league. Uh, mostly because he took Lamar Jackson second uh, and he had a terrible spat of injuries went zero and eight, and then won his next six games to get out of the mouth breather on my route to breathing from my mouth for the rest of my life. And uh Fantasy Pros is not high on his team. They give him a 78. Football guys give him a B. Uh, And when you look at his team, I kind of get it. Uh, You know, there's, um, I'm not a fan of his running backs. I mean, I do like James Robinson, a bit. Never been a Joe Mixon fan. Uh, Everybody's waiting to say, oh, here's his breakout. Here's his breakout. I still haven't seen it. Uh, James Robinson could be good, but there was a reason why he was the number two there uh, in Jacksonville in a team that's, Clearly rebuilding. Uh, we already talked about Deontay Johnson and his problem with drops a little bit. He could be he could be Pittsburgh's one. He could also be Pittsburgh's three. So you don't really know there. Uh, and with his homer pick and uh, flex with Devonta Smith, Devonta Smith, yeah, I think wasn't wasn't he the Heisman Trophy winner this year? Uh, you know, so he he's got the hardware too. But he's a rookie and rookies always go through growing pains in the NFL, especially getting uh, a third year quarterback throwing or second year quarterback. I don't know where Jalen Hurts started. Uh, so there's definitely some growing to go there. Hawkinson. I like, I had him last year uh, and I don't, I don't know about his depth. Uh, it's, it's thin everywhere else. And again, you know, I, I don't like the wide receiver QB combo, but it could still be great. I mean, if it's going to be somebody, it should be like you said uh, Hopkins or Murray or Rogers and Adams that's what i say about a steam
0: mixins that that meal that you're that, that dinner you have that you're like oh it's this is going to be so good you know this is, this is going to taste so delicious but then you have it and you're like oh, just just not, it's like not as good it's like when we have vanilla ice cream is it ice cream yes is it good fantastic but it is as good as it should be absolutely not so I think Dale's team is one of the weaker teams. I love I love Rogers this year. I think he's going to have an explosion. Devonte Adams, because of this, I think is also going to have an explosion. But you're right, James Robinson could have a big year again. But who knows with Trey, uh, Trevor Lawrence and who where he's going to put the ball? I, I, mediocre, mediocre to solid is where I would put him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's
1: a lot of spots on his team where he can have a lot of points. Um, I feel like the Johnson. The Adams, I'm sorry, not Johnson. I was looking at Johnson, but um, the Adams Rodgers hookup is going to be good some weeks, great some weeks, uh, ridiculously good other weeks, and then some weeks is going to be absolutely abysmal because Adams will be double covered, Rodgers will have a shitty game. They won't. There's that's the, that's the whole thing. These teams have bad games, and no matter how good the Green Bay Patriots. Oh my God, what did I just say? Green Bay Packers. Mm. No matter how good the Green Bay Packers are, they're still gonna have a bad game this year. Um, <laughs> um, all of the Pittsburgh wide receivers are wide receiver threes, um, because they're all pretty much the same to me. Um, I think any of them can go off any week, you know. Um Hawkinson's good. He, I, but he has like a sad quarterback that just moved to Detroit, throwing him the ball. So I mean. We'll see what Jerry Goff does, um, and I don't think there's a lot of depth on his bench. Michael Thomas is going to be out and in and out and in and out and in and out. Um, Zach Ertz, I don't know, did he even play last year? Zach Ertz,
2: mm. uh, he's seventy-two gonna be
1: in, targets.
2: He, it's going to be a two tight end yeah. situation with uh, Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm. I'm giving, I'm giving the weak side werewolves a, a C here in the draft. I think he's going to be oh, my only C. All
2: right. So we got that. Sound like right. Joe
1: Mixon either as a running back one.
2: Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's Dale's team. We'll move on to my team now. We'll just have Doge and Grasso and then my – I'll try to keep it to 60-second rebuttal.
0: Oh, it's the mouth breathers' turn. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you over over all of that mouth breathing. Um, yeah, there it is. There it is. Again, I think your team is is good, not great. I think the Tannehill is is going to be a really good quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, who knows? I don't know why people are so high on him. I don't know what that Colts offense is going to be. Again, that offensive line is great, but. How is Carson Wentz going to do in a new 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 offense and a new team? T. Higgins, Cincinnati underwhelms me. A, Antonio Brown, I think again, is a third receiver on one of the best offenses in the league. So boom, bust there. Your bench is is extremely fit. Thin. I think you probably have the weakest bench in the league. Javante Williams, I think, is going to be a good running back. I think he's going to be one of those running backs that builds over the year. But Zach Moss, McCole Hardman. Elijah Moore, these are really, really thin pieces. Um, yeah, there's not, you don't have much thinking to do going into every week because that's your lineup.
1: Yeah, um, unless one of these people on your bench has some sort of a ridiculous explosion of talent where they force themselves to the forefront, I mean, maybe Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson have some sort of an epic connection and because he's got a chip on his shoulder so anything's possible um your one and two running backs are good but not great miles gaskin did fine last year um and jonathan taylor did fine last year um but they're both young so they're still you know learning some things and they're and gaskin's in a backfield where he's going to share touches um stefan diggs is going to be the best wide receiver in the nfl again this year so don't don't worry about that and kittle's coming off an industry an injury and he has something to prove and antonio brown is going to get full playing time for the first time in like four years so he's back at it i think there's a like wiener said very thin bench but i mean i'm giving you a B because if everybody stays healthy you have a shot to not lose again not win just not lose again
2: Okay, so I'm going to take uh, these points point by point. Uh, So first of all, Jonathan Taylor. uh, I view him as I mentioned earlier, but as a mini Derrick Henry. Uh, He is playing behind the best offensive line in football. Carson Wentz did have it. I'll give you that he has an injury, but he's not running the ball. Uh, He and he's going to be playing the first week. So is Quentin Nelson. So I feel like that the, he has the, the full complement in front of him to be able to, you're, you're going to see him put up 13, 1,400 yards of rushing this year. He's not going to catch the ball a ton, but he's going to put up stellar uh, rushing numbers. Uh, Gaskin, I th- it, it could be kind of a reach, but I feel like he's going to be great. Diggs, I don't really need to talk about because we know how good he is. I really th- believe that Cincinnati has the best receiving core in football between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you're going to see all three of them be over 900 yards, if not over 1,000 with 17 games this season. So there is a lot of spreading around uh, to go there. And with Antonio Brown, yeah, he is the third wide receiver on one of the other other best receiving quarters in football. But if you look at the eight games that he played last year, he had over 9.8 points in five of those eight games. Uh, and over 18 in two of them. So, and Tom Brady clearly has an affinity for him. He brought, he basically forced Tampa Bay to hire Antonio Brown. They they got him on there and he lived with Tom Brady. So they have a, a strong rapport there. And I think that's going to show in the stats. Uh, also, McCall Hardman's the wide receiver two in Kansas City. It goes to, to Tyreek. I mean, I, I, you could say he's wide he's receiver not. three he, behind Kelsey, not. but. Um, He's, he's four. He's four. Yeah. Who's, who's
0: Hill and CEH? I don't know about that
2: because he doesn't have Sammy Watkins to compete with anymore. He's Ooh. basically taking. Well, Watkins you'll didn't see. He did last year. He was hurt you'll all see. year. And uh, the, 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 the other part with. Uh, I feel like when we're talking about rookie wide receivers, uh, Elijah Moore is going is going to be a big boom with Zach Wilson this year.
0: He's on the Jets. The end of story. Okay, well, we'll see. Thanks for
1: bringing that up, because that's just a true fact. You, you got to see. it. You can't gamble on the Jets, buddy. I'm sorry. You can't gamble on anybody. If you're I, like,
2: hey, let's take ground, this chance.
1: Their ass, but they are who we thought they were,
0: and we let them off the hook.
2: That's what you guys are gonna do with Maine. Old jets thing. are gonna be the Jets, baby. All right. It's, Who's ne- is, uh, is Moose it's, next? It's Moose's team is next. Oh, uh, uh,
1: the Moose. So the Moose,
2: Moose finished with the worst regular season record last year at 3-10. Uh, football guys had his draft at a B, but football pros had his score at a 99. And let's take a deeper look at this team here with Moose. Actually, Doge, you want to go first?
0: Yeah, sure. I, I, I really like Moose's team. I think the steel of the draft, the steal of the draft is Nick Chubb. The fact that he fell to Moose in the second round, not, not like the second pick of the second round, but the fourth pick of the second round, the fact that Dege went and went Harris-Gibson, he went Gibson over Nick Chubb, is is, is awe-inspiring to me. The fact Surprise, that motherfucker. Echel, the fact that Echel didn't pick Nick Chubb is why Eckle has the worst team in the league. It's a lot of things had to happen for Joe to be successful. I think he's he's stacked at running back, but he also made I think the worst pick of the first three rounds in DeAndre Swift. I just I don't that that offense is going to be awful. That team's going to be awful. He's never going to play Swift because he's probably going to play a receiver in the flex. And he's not, and his top two running backs are incredible. So I think Joe's a solid B plus but he may somehow got the best pick and the worst pick in the first three rounds.
2: Well, I, I mean, I agree with you that the top two running backs are solid. Uh, both of their injury histories give me pause. Uh, as they if they stay healthy, they will be solid there. I I mean that the rest besides that, I mean Lamar Jackson's good. Where you drafted him is fine. You're not drafting him in the second round like players previously, so that's solid. I was high on Ayuk this year. As long as he stays healthy, I still think Amari Cooper is a solid wide receiver. Swift was an awful pick. I think Cole Kmet's not going to be great either. Um, and the rest of your team, you know, we'll see. I think Jamar Chase will be good too. Uh, and you're I, the, the the interesting thing is, you see Jamal Williams and you J- DeAndre Swift you can't start both of them. You can't combine their points. They're both going to be stealing points from each other. So that's that's going to create a conflict. Uh, Grasso, what do you think? Um, I think at
1: first glance, you're like, oh, this team, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then you dig a little bit deeper. And there's Cole Komet there, and he's not great. And who are you going to put in the flex really to guarantee you points? Um, Maybe Jamar Chase has a humongous season in Cincinnati, but who is he taking passes away from to get passes? Jamar Chase has to do a very good job to get seen in Cincinnati. Um, So we'll see. I do like his team. I think it's an A that's going to be in competition. He's got to do a little bit of management, but – Jones, Chubb, Cooper. I think Ayuk is very talented Um, and Lamar Jackson played not to his potential last year and he's going to go hard this year.
0: All
1: right, Joe, what do
3: you think about
2: what we just said?
3: I agree with quite a bit of it. Um, Obviously, first two running backs, second round was a steal. Um, Obviously, third round was a question. Uh, There's a reason why I have Williams there. Number one, just to have a handcuff to at least one of my backs, which I made the mistake last year and considering his first week uh, Swift's first week uh, availability, was a bit questionable. So that's what that is. Um, I know Cole Komet is not a sexy pick. Um, Cole Komet had a really good end of the season last year. Um, even though Jimmy Graham is still there, I do think they're going to start easing him into the offense a bit more. Um, and yeah, I'm really high on Um, Cooper was, you know, a safe pick for where I got him. Um, and you know the rest of the guys are pretty much depth, uh, for the most part. I like Pittman a lot. Uh, Pittman's your number one guy in Indianapolis. Obviously, we don't know who's throwing the ball, but. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I'm also proud of myself that my only homer pick was Tyler Bass. We know who's throwing the ball. It's going to be Carson Wentz. Oh, is he off the COVID? Whatnot?
0: I think he got pulled off today. I think he oh, he did. Okay. Okay. Today, um,
3: so, okay. today so- or yesterday?
0: Yeah, We're, it's, it's September seventh. It's Tuesday night. So, um, but yeah. Let's
3: uh. Let's, okay, so let's
2: let's move on to uh the bashers, the commission. Uh, so he, uh, not surprisingly, gave himself an A minus in his draft last year. Uh, weird. He finished sixth, so weird. Drafted tenth. Um, football guys gave him a B. Football pros gave him a ninety three. I don't know about that. Uh, we have to get a recording, Spencer, saying that by the way, for a sounder. Uh, so. When you look at his team, uh, I mean, you got Kelsey, which is great. Kelsey's great. Kelsey's fantastic. And he's got DK Metcalf, which he was stomping around the room about. Uh, But then beyond that, I mean, his running backs are Gus Edwards, who's, I don't think he's ever had 300 touches in a year. Well, news today, Justice Hill tore his Achilles today. Well, and they also signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. But he, uh, week one, Gus Edwards is getting eighty-five, ninety sure, yeah, percent of the snaps. Sure, but I mean, you know, there's always going to be a rotation in New England. Uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf are great, but then it's thin beyond that. I loved, I do love the depth picks of Brandon Cooks and Trey Sermon, uh, and Boyd, uh, and getting everybody else handcuffs in Chuba and Tony Pollard. I think Trevor Lawrence is not going to be a fantasy worthy quarterback this year. He's going to be good, but rookie quarterbacks will have the Jameis Winston line of 30, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So I don't, I don't see him producing top 12 numbers, which is what you need to in our league. Uh, so what say you Greg. I dislike this
0: team strongly. I have in previous drafts gone in towards the end saying, you know what? I didn't get Zeke, so let me take Pollard, so I can have his handcuff. So if Zeke goes down, the 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 Zeke owner will reach out to me and give me their top two receivers for Pollard. That never happens, ever. No, no. They just pick a guy off the waiver wire, or they say, "All right, I can trade my third receiver for a some a number two and fill the spots there." That's a losing strategy. Time out, time
3: out, time out. I got to cut you off real quick. Two years ago, I traded you Ty Johnson, who I think was the backup for. Was a carry on Johnson for Cooper Cup because you were so desperate for a Detroit backup, and you gave me Cooper Cup for him.
0: That was, but you also gave me another piece to it. It wasn't. It wasn't the. Old, it wasn't a straight up trade. You sure? Uh, yes. All yes. right. Yes. Well, gave, I we'll, digress. We'll have
2: we'll have PFA analytics on PFA that. needs I, to check.
0: I just I, again, and and you know what what happened to me that year? Did I make the playoffs? No, because it doesn't work trading. Even if you're the and guy, not trading, the same
2: answer every year.
0: That's rude, Ben. Um, have I ever been the mouth breather, broken cock?
2: No, no, you haven't.
0: <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just, I just, that draft strategy doesn't work. And like, if it's he had done one, good. if he had picked Pollard, fine. But the fact that he did Hubbard, Stevenson, and Pollard is 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 too much. Again, he, I love his receivers, and I love Kelsey but that's about it. I gave him the lowest grade of the year as a B- just because I think his draft strategy was all over the place. The fact that he didn't take a running back until round five blows my mind.
1: Um, uh, Yeah, this guy's getting a C. Um, Just I don't understand why you would waste three pretty valuable picks on guys that are only going to get playing time. If someone gets injured, you're banking a lot on that. Um, these guys might just sit on the bench for uh, just a portion of just not even get playing time um, for weeks. And you don't even know um, Gus Edwards is not a strong running back. One Damien Harris is not a strong running back two. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is not a strong quarterback. Um, yes, DK is great. Yes, Jefferson's great. Yes, Kelsey's fantastic. But that's 20, 40, 60 points. You need more than 60 points a week to win.
0: Not um, actually. He won a week with 60 points. You're right.
1: Um, yeah, there was, so I mean,
0: the, the worst week ever.
1: Br- Brandon Cooks, I mean, maybe he'll be fantastic. And he, no, he's not. He's not going to, it's not, it's not going to bring in enough points because no, he doesn't have. He doesn't have enough. Um, so he's getting to see he's got to do a lot of management to turn this team around because having four bench spots with players that are kind of useless um, to, to me, they they seem pretty useless. Um, All good right. luck. So
2: to, to answer your question, <laughs> yeah. you traded Cooper cup for Ty Johnson and James loser.
0: White. Oh, yeah. That was the year that I had. I had like my top two running backs. I think it was last That's, year. Yeah. No,
3: it was two years. Two, it two was two years ago. Two years ago, I just looked it up.
0: Yeah, but that's right. So so that's right. James,
3: next... James White was involved in that. Yeah, so it was. was it was. I had.
0: Ago. I did my top two running backs go down that
2: year, so I Outright. needed depth. So let's move on to uh, the second to last team, the Keegs, <laughs> to suck, Sess. Uh, so he drafted eleventh, and this is the third person who drafted eleventh and finished eleventh. Uh, so. He, uh, he went with an interesting strategy. A lot of it was who fell to him. Uh, He's the other one with the the one wide receiver quarterback combo you'd want to have in Mahomes and Tyree kill. Barkley is, I mean, he's going to play limited snaps the first week, but is, is is his knee going to respond? Is he going to be able to play well? Um, I like Robbie Anderson, not a big fan of Mike Davis. He's not really efficient. He's going to, he may have a lot of volume, but I don't see him getting a lot of big runs. Um, Outside of that, I find uh, his his depth is, is good. It's a lot of hope that a lot of teams are going to be touching like Melvin Gordon more or David Johnson more. Uh, so we'll see. Thankfully, he does have the handcuff to Barkley if he goes down. So that's a smart look. So, you know, I think Keegan could, with some in-season management could have a pretty solid team, but it's lacking a lot of depth.
0: Keegan to me has the highest floor team. His team is set. When it comes to when you talk about touches, which is what you want in fantasy, he has those. Barkley's gonna get touches. Davis is gonna get touches. Hill's gonna get touches. Godwin's gonna get touches. Than Anderson, Melvin Gordon will get touches. Mike Williams is his one big play guy. David Johnson is still the number one three-down running back in in Houston as of now. Rager's gonna be a, a volume guy. I think he's just his floor is high, but his ceiling is very, very low. He's got like six-foot ceilings.
1: I think Patrick Mahomes and Tariq Hill are going to slice up the NFL like they do every single year. Um, and they will get probably combined every week 80 points between the two of them. Um, Saquon is coming back off the injury. So we don't really know what's, how he's going to play, when he's going to play. But I have a feeling when he's back, he's going to absolutely crush. Um, I, I want to give Keegan's team like a, a like a, like a B because, because Robbie Anderson is good, but Darnold is thrown in the ball and they connected a few times as jets. So it was kind of nice, but we'll see what happens there. Um, All right.
0: I think that's right. I think a B is a good grade.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. So our final
2: team, uh, the dynasty ridiculously named team uh, is drafted 12th. So he had the wraparound all draft long. Uh, he finished seven and sixth last year, uh finished fourth, and he chose this twelfth draft position for that wraparound. And what he did with that was he went with a rookie running back in Najee Harris and a up and coming, could we call him? I don't know how to even describe him uh running back in uh, Antonio Gibson, who's who's probably gonna be the focal point of that offense, because you know, I know uh, I know Fitzpatrick loves to air the ball out, but Gibson's got a lot of talent and, you know, he's got Dak Prescott and he could, he he could come back from injury really well. And he has a lot of good receiving options. Uh, I like his receivers. Uh, you know, Alan Moore or Alan Robinson rather is a very underrated guy. He always outperformed the team he's on with the receptions that he gets. Uh, I think DJ Moore will be okay. I'm not so big on Logan Thomas. I feel like Josh Josh Jacobs is one of my players to avoid this year because of the timeshare that he's in. So I feel you know there's a lot of question marks. His bench receivers and Marvin Jones and Kenneth Galladay uh, with new with new quarterbacks. I don't know how they're going to respond. Uh, so it's a lot of we will sees. I, I feel like his team's kind of middle of the road. I think he blew it with his first two picks.
0: I I don't know. if He blew it with the Harris pick. I think Harris is going to be the three down back in Pittsburgh, and I think they're gonna... yeah, but yeah. I think the Gibson pick was the shock. Again, I bring up Chubb. Chubb was on the board, Mm -hmm. and who is a constant? He's going to be the. He's going to again. He's not a three-down back, but he's a two-down back, and he's going to run. He's going to score. He picked Gibson, and he picked Logan Thomas those two players play for the same team and both are going to be fighting each other for touchdowns and, and red zone opportunities.
2: Not just so, the same team. It's the Washington football team.
0: Yeah. But I, again, Fitzpatrick, that, that team is going to be good. They're not going to have to, are not going to have to score a lot of points because of their defense. So Gibson, I think is a, is a fine pick. I don't, I think he reached for him there at, at, at 201, but I, I, he's, he's probably he's in that. If I were to rank the drafts, he's probably in that six, seven range. He's like a B.
1: Yeah, I'd say he's like a B. I You can't trust a rookie running back. I mean, you can because he's going to be, but what's the line of Swiss cheese in front of him? So we'll see what happens when he has NFL players running at him. Um, Gibson is a questionable bet. I know he liked him last year and he served him well. I do like Josh Jacobs, though. I know that he's injury prone, but he's just a good running back and just a, a solid running back to have. So I think he can plug jacobs in if gibson kind of goes flat um he's got a bench uh but it's not a thrilling bench um philip lindsey might do something because he's talented um and he might shine in houston or houston might trade him somewhere and he might shine there um going a solid b
2: yeah all right uh so uh that wraps up our draft review. But before we move on to our picks, I just want to do some quick hits with you guys. Uh just a couple word answers. Uh do we don't have to go too long-winded with it, but I'm gonna say something from the draft and I want your answer. The first one we're gonna do is who do you think is going to be the best value pick in the whole draft? Based on when he went, Nick Chubb.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna say best value pick. Um I'm gonna go Chris Carson. Um, I think he's he's a pretty he's a pretty underrated back. Um and you got him when you get him. You
2: got oh, him in the too. second round. And but the late second round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the end of the second round, yeah. Um you know it's uh, you know it's it's tough to think uh which, you know, which which of these players is really going to be the biggest standout because a lot of different things have to happen. But I feel like, Jesus, I think that Terry McLaurin should have been a first round pick because I think he's going to be a top three wide receiver this year.
0: Really, at least a sec. At least a sec. At least a second rounder. I, I, with, I, I definitely think he's a he's a top five. five
1: you think receiver. he's going to be a top five receiver with Fitz throwing him the ball?
2: Well, he Fitz has the most air yards, the the biggest uh, the biggest arm in football. He every complete and the highest uh, completion percentage of throws over 20, 40, 20 or forty yards. He, like he has all the big air numbers that you'd want to see for a quarterback like that. I guess we'll see. Yes. Alright, so okay, so who's the most overrated player on the draft?
1: Are you going, Doge? I can go immediately.
0: I got one, but I I want to hear see what you'd say first. Oh,
1: most overrated player in the draft? Mm-hmm. Um oh wow, i I feel like I didn't I just say I knew I'm gonna
0: I'm going I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey. I graded. Ooh. Granted, granted, is he probably going to be the number one tight end this year? 100%. But is that worth the opportunity cost of not drafting a running back or a receiver in those first two rounds? Echo could have taken Chubb over Kelsey and his running back room looks a lot better with Chubb and Gus Edwards as his one, too. And then he could have taken Waller in the second or he could have taken Kelsey in the second if he had fallen. So I think Kelsey is probably yes. Will he be tight end on one? I put my money on it, but I don't think the opportunity cost is there. <gasps> Idiot.
2: All right, all right. So uh, the uh, so for me, I think the most overrated player uh, based on where he was on boards and where he was drafted. We just mentioned it was Antonio Gibson. I just I I don't I think he's an RB two um he, like he's like the high end of our
1: great day on a like great he's like
2: rb 11 or 12 or like for our league like, 13 or 14 um and i just don't think that he's going to he's going to have volume but i don't think in that offense that he's going to get the numbers especially with the players that were chosen ahead of him all right so last thing uh we'll go on before i we move on one. is oh sorry geez guy
1: uh i'm um, david <clears throat> no, David Montgomery, because he always starts off slow and has a great end of the season. So you think he's good all around, but he's just usually just right. sad at the beginning of the season.
2: Good pick. So uh, I think there's going to be consensus on this, but uh, the next one is what was the worst pick of the draft?
0: Oh, it's Marcus Mariota. In the, in yeah, the I
2: think round. I think Mar- Marcus Mariota in the eighth round has to has to be it.
0: It's okay. We all we all mess up. Mm-hmm
1: but that's the whole thing. Is I didn't mess up. It's not like I did anything. It's just because I didn't pick, and then it auto picked Marcus Mariota instead of Juju Smith Schuster. I'm just which who I was fine with picking.
0: Whatever, Christopher. It's okay.
1: You it's still fine. I, think, I have AJ I think, Green, and AJ Green is
0: gonna pop I off. I think you drafted one of the best three teams in the in the in the league.
2: You know, and I, I think we have to hedge saying that even though we have a worst team and we have best teams, I think the difference between our best team and our worst team is much smaller than it ever has been. Said, so, yeah. like, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if any of those bad teams blow up or any of the great teams end up failing, you know. Uh, so just starting off with, you know, that's – drafting is only one part of the whole season. But that being said, let's start thinking about some picks because uh, week one starts Thursday. Thursday. Yes, two, days,
0: two two nights from tonight. We'll Jim, be well, tomorrow,
2: at, when you guys are listening to this, so yes. we'll say it's it starts tomorrow.
0: Yeah, let's let's bang through these quick because we kind of went over the teams already. Let's just
2: yes fire okay, through so, these picks. Okay, so um, let's it's let okay, me look yeah. at the scoreboard here. So we'll start it off uh, with oh wait, that was twenty nineteen. We don't want that. I had to look up that uh transaction. I'll,
0: first, I'll, I'll start. I'll start. I'll go uh. I'll go me and Eckle first because that's what shows up first on mine. I, okay. I'm obviously going to pick myself. I just think Eckle's team is – unless Kelsey scores 40 points, I'm going to win.
1: Yeah, Kelsey's probably going to score 40 points, dude. Well, you then
0: I'd rather lose to Kelsey scoring 40 than, than my team not scoring and having good averages.
2: I, you know, I'm looking at it and I honestly don't like the matchups for your team at all, Doge. I think the Chargers, West Coast team on the East Coast for their first game is a really tough draw. And Washington's defense is pretty good. Uh, And, you know, again, we were talking about having the same team being... Uh, up against one, I don't think the Chargers are going to produce there. And I think, you know, it's nitpicking here or there, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the Bashers.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the, the Wieners, Wien Dogs here. Uh, I think you have a way better running back room. Um, your wide receiver core is not phenomenal, but I think your running back room will propel you to victory this week. Go in the
2: doge. All right, Joe, give us one word answer, Joe. Doge or Echo? Doge. Okay. Uh, Moving on, uh, let's talk about uh, the – let's do the one team, the two teams that don't have people that are here. So let's look at Keegan Fitz's game. Uh, You know, I – oh, Jesus, now this is all fucked up again. I I didn't really like Fitz's team that much to begin with, uh. But yeah, this is, it's such so difficult splitting hairs this early in the season. I'm gonna go with Keegan. I think just make uh, a pick.
0: You just gotta make a pick. I, at the I, go, I'm going. I'm
2: going with Keegan. I think Kansas City is gonna have a great game. So Tyreek Hill and Mahomes are gonna blow it up. Godwin's gonna Fitz. score a lot. Fitz, the end. Fitz, okay.
1: I'm also going Fitz. I think uh, Kamara and Barkley is not going to play.
3: Joe? I think I'm also
2: going Fitz here. Okay, I mean, I'm being the I- iconic right now. Huh? Okay. So next up is the TDs versus the Dynasty. Um, I think... I think Jimmy's going to steamroll Deej this week. I don't think it's even going to be close.
0: I picked Jimmy as well.
1: I'm also going to go Jimmy. I think uh, Dalvin Cook's going to show up. It's really all about running backs for me. If you have a better running back core, I think you're going to win.
3: Joe? I'm also on the Jimmy train. I think Deej did that thing like he did last year where he drafted names, and it, unless he does some tinkering, it may not bode well for him in the beginning of the season you still going, jimmy I, we, we always forget the talk
0: yes. always picks a defense in the ninth or tenth round and he always picks a kicker in like the 13th or 14th round which is a reach for both positions but it's a strategy and somehow he's always mess, in mess and
3: the mess master of the trades i mean he, that's why that's why we'll i did the same both. thing this year Alright, so um, moving
2: on we, that was the first sweep. We're going to look at the, uh, the werewolves versus the moose the mayhem uh, I, I think this is going to be another lopsided affair. I honestly don't see uh, Dale's team pushing through what's going to happen, all, even though basically all of Joe's team is on the road. I like Joe better oh, that's I'm, 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 a, I'm a mayhem man
0: myself this week
1: yeah, I'm going Moose. I think Lamar Jackson is going to show up in this whole season. All right, Moose.
2: Who do you think? All right, so we'll put you down for the week's side I,
0: I think he's picking Dale, I, unless
2: unless.
0: He,
3: <laughs> is <laughs> that the first Billy Joel sound? That is, the, I think that's the first sound. It, it's it's the first season. one. I got I got to add more. Don't worry. I, I we got time. We got seventeen weeks.
2: All right, uh, so here's for me another easy one. I think oh, I'm moving to Grasso versus Vinny. Um, Grasso just on paper. I think Derek Henry is going to run all over uh, Arizona's face. Stafford gets his first game out, uh, at home. Uh, are they, they're still playing in the Coliseum, or do they move to that new stadium with the Chargers?
3: Oh, yeah, it opened is, last this is, year. Yeah, okay.
2: they're, this
0: is their first game in the big, beautiful $2 billion stadium.
2: All right, so and they actually have fans.
0: That's yes, the same so thing I with Vegas. It... Vegas played a whole year in their new city without any fans.
2: Well, that, I mean that's the that that same because,
1: like because usually the the Rams suck and nobody goes to the games.
2: But anyways, uh, I'm picking Grasso's team. I think it's just a little bit better. I am two beers too deep. Grasso, you
1: going um, yourself? <clears> okay, <throat> are yeah, you I'm going to pick up
2: you're not going to do what you did
1: no, last year? No, I'm not going to do what I did last year, because guess what? It didn't fucking make a difference. Um, and... So I'm, I'm going to go with myself. I think I have a good chance to 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 beat Vinny. I think we have a very good, even matchup, but I think I'm going to beat him.
3: going to sweep it? Uh, I'm just not a fan of Vinny's team this year. Yes, sweep. Okay. All right, so moving on to the last one. It's
2: me versus the Pop Squats. Papa squats versus the broken cocks. Uh, so Papa uh, Squat
0: on your broken co- Oh, no. I, <laughs> that's that's
2: not,
0: I was thinking the same thing. I oh
2: uh, no. So uh, uh, on you know this game is gonna be a lot closer than I think people think it will, but I think Spencer's team is better than mine. So I'm going with Spence and what with the Papa Squats. But it's gonna be close. It's gonna be like within a couple points.
0: If we if we knew everyone was gonna be healthy throughout the year. And we were playing like a best ball where you couldn't make any moves to me. Spencer's the champ based on his draft. So I'm picking Spencer.
1: Oh, can we do, can we make picks for who we think we're going to, going to win the championship? Sure. Oh, that sure, would be nice. Uh, okay. I think Spencer's going to win this week uh, against uh, the broken Cox.
2: I just wrote everybody's going to pick me or Spencer. Cause that's obvious. Yeah. I'm sorry.
3: Maybe Joe Ooh, has a different train. Uh, Mouthbreather bowl week one. Um, I think I'll go with Spencer. Oh, it
0: is a matchup of the last two mouth breathers. Yes, it is, yeah.
1: Oh, the, yeah. Uh... We both really suck at fantasy football.
0: Yeah. So, So, okay. If we're going to do – this is our podcast. We can do what we want with it. Championship picks. I am going to pick. Joe for as our champion losing or beating me in the championship game. I just don't think Spencer can manage this season. Again, if we were playing ball, Spencer wins, knowing everyone stays healthy, but I don't think Spencer has the management skills throughout the year. He doesn't listen to this podcast. If you don't listen to this podcast, you can't win the championship. Doesn't
2: listen to it. And even if he said he listened to it, he's definitely not listening this far into the podcast. Definitely
0: not.
1: Yeah, this is super long. No, there's (laughs) no way he
2: got this far, man. If he gets this far,
1: I'll buy that man. If you're listening right now, Spencer, I I will buy you a sandwich from wherever you want, like Andy's. You know, no, Andy's is out of business.
2: I think we should start giving away stuff every week to Spencer if he listens to the podcast to see what he actually wins. The one time he listens. Impressive, (laughs)
1: impressive, the Spencer. The secret word is kazoo. If you tell any of us kazoo. We'll buy you lunch one day this week. But no one I can love tell him it. I what's
3: going it.
0: on. No one can tell him what's going on. Yeah, nobody tell him.
1: But
2: <laughs> so we'll that always put it
0: in the last
1: twenty yeah. percent of the episode.
2: <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh yeah, so okay. So you're picking I'm just gonna put Joe. Joe is yeah. as the winner. In right, my mouth.
0: in my mouth breather pick is Eckle.
2: Okay, we'll pick champs and mouth breathers. Okay,
0: I like that a lot.
1: Um, I can I go next? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm definitely gonna pick Echo as the mouth breather. I definitely 100 <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> um, unless he trades away, unless he trades away his wide receivers, um, unless he like wants to give me DK Metcalf, uh, for some beans, like he's for some running back beans. I don't think he's gonna unless really. He's be definitely able to gonna
2: be the mouth breather.
1: Yeah, he's definitely gonna be the mouth breather. Have um, you ever seen eyes think... catch a ball? Yeah.
2: Okay. Anyways, all right. So, <laughs> yes. um,
1: genuinely, genuinely, I th- I think I can win. Genuinely. Okay. Um,
0: I, I'm I'm more positive about myself this year than I have been in previous years. Uh, yeah,
1: I've never really been positive about myself about really anything in my entire life. Um, but I'm, but, but like, I'm pretty sure this look, this team looks good. Like if we play right now, if we did, couldn't trade our team, I think I would win. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Evans are both in great shape. They're both very healthy. They're both freaks of nature. Um, I think Edwards Hilaire is coming into a second. Uh, was this is a second season, third season, second season. So, I mean, he's going to get better. And Derek Henry can literally stiff arm. A, a beetle going twenty miles an hour down the street.
2: But why so would Paul know. McCartney be going so fast? Oh god, I hate you
1: so much. I meant like the Volkswagen. Hey
3: Jude, bike, don't so. go so fast. All I right, I so of you're picking like, so you're picking yourself. I'm uh, picking myself. And for, you're I'm picking, picking
0: love the confidence.
3: Okay, awesome.
2: Okay, you know, it's the same thing. I would want to pick Spencer based on the draft, but I don't think he manages his team. You know, the draft is only one portion of the entire season. So, and, you know, usually the, the best managers have kind of mediocre teams this year. You know, like I, I, I always think as uh, as um, Deej is one of the better managers, and his team's kind of mediocre. Vinny's usually one of the better managers and his team's kind of mediocre. So I think that it's way up in the air so i'm going to pick a dark horse and i think jimmy is going to finally get it done this year Ooh. and for the mouth breather i think it's echo because this team sucks <laughs> and what about you joe mm-hmm. joseph uh
3: dark Ooh, horse the, the, the throat dark, clear dark horse mouth breather um just because I see a lot of similarities with my team last year and Vinny's team, um, just just dark horse. Just if anything, he. I don't if hate any, the pick. I if don't any, hate it. If anything, he's not making the playoffs this year. Like he'll that playoff streak will end this year. No, I think. But, but let's just have this but, on record. Are you
2: saying your pick for mouth breather is going to be Vincent Traversa?
3: Yeah, I think it'll Vince be. Loon. I think it'll be between the Venzaluns and and the Bashers. I do think so. Just first glance, first glance, I think that's what's okay. going to happen. Um, okay,
1: but but did you see how everybody else said Greg ackle
3: I understand that, but you know. Okay, so I, then who's I'm, the cha- the champion? Like like um, say Greg Eckle. I am not. I can't say Greg Eckle. That would mean Greg Eckle is going to win if I say his name next. Uh, no, no, no. Make him lose. Make him lose. Oh, make him lose. He's going to be in the bottom too. I already said this. Um, All right. I I don't. I'm. You know. I would need some decent uh in season management. I would not be surprised if um. So you can pull it off again this year i do i do agree with your assessment um yes. i i hope that joe's I'm, smart too I'm joe hope, knows
1: stuff about stuff
3: i'm hope that joey Tinks can keep the team afloat this year because i think i have the roster to do that um i could put the two of us you know i might put the two of us at the end i wouldn't be surprised yeah i mean it's all about injuries if it, it, people gotta know, stay healthy someone's gonna get Edward. injured
0: <laughs> Echo could go down tomorrow
3: for all Some I know. Some people are
1: already injured. And, and, and you know for the record, I mean? and for the record, into the I, season hurt.
3: For the record, I'm saying this because I went with the same type of strategy I did two years ago where I came runner-up. So same strategy, similar players. That's where that's that's where that's coming from.
0: Fantastic. I love it.
3: All right. Um, so that wraps
2: up our first week. So let's uh, let's everybody give one sentence of wisdom before we leave.
0: If Echo Football likes it, your like team, team, change
2: all of it. Greg, repeat, repeat yourself. Sorry. If
0: Echo likes your team, just change everybody.
2: Start Okay. Over. Grasso. Um,
1: good, good luck to everybody. Um, make sure you do research and you stay on top of your teams. It's going to be a great season.
3: All right, and Joe. As my uh, middle school principal used to say every morning on the morning announcements, Marianne Fletcher, make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, just remember, everyone, this is the
2: beginning. The draft is only part one. The season really begins today. So for uh, for Wiener's Wean Dogs, Greg Marcoux, for Two Beers, Two Deep, Chris Grasso, for the Moose, Mayhem himself, our producer, Joe Joe Formosa, I'm the mouth breather, Ben Max, reminding you all to win your week.